Good morning. Isn't that crazy? We've been in a, a new series since the beginning of the year on perspective. And perception, how you view the situation that you're going through, how you view life. How many of you know that how you view it makes all the difference? And that we can both have different perspectives of a situation. And because of that, there may be a different outcome because of how I view it and how you view it. I may view a situation as crucial and critical and, and just look at it as a problem when you may view it and see an opportunity or a promotion. Amen? Today, I want to talk about focus and how focus brings the proper perspective of a situation. So turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 12, verses 5. If you don't have it, it's up on the board behind us. It says, if thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trusted, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? Father, have your way in this word today. Lord, I pray, Father, that you just move in our lives. We need a new perspective of life. This is a new year, a new chapter, a new beginning for us. And I pray today, Lord, that you remove the scales from our eyes, Lord God. Father, the areas that we can't see, Lord God, the areas that we have put in the shadows, Lord God, I pray that you just reveal it with your light. In us, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give the Lord some praise, amen. Thank you, Lord, amen. Thank you. What the writer is saying here, what Jeremiah is saying is that if you got tired when you were running with the two-legged, short-legged humans, then why would you ever put yourself in a horse race? Come on, amen? Why would you put yourself in that situation? In other words, you don't have the strength for that kind of a race right now. Have you ever got ahead of yourself? Have you ever thought that you could do it? Look, I'm 41, man, and, and I got kids now that are, are bigger than me that think they're stronger than me, but I got old man strength. Right, Tom? We know what that is. You're not old. I am. But we got what they call old man strength. So I told my son, I said, I don't care how big you get, I'll always be able to beat you up, even when I'm in a wheelchair one day. But there has been times and things that we have done together, like he tries to wrestle me sometimes. And, and I, if I don't get him right off the bat and make him suffer, then he's going to outperform me because he's younger and his stamina is way, 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 way longer and stronger than mine is. Can anybody relate to that? So you gotta, you got you to hurt him right off the bat. <laughs> Kick him in the knee. No, I'm kidding. Don't ever do that. But the thing is, is we don't have the strength yet to play on that level. Someone say yet. Come on, yet. Say it again. Say yet. Say, I don't have it yet, but I'm going to get it eventually. When we get in that situation in our life where we say, God, I'm tired of this. I'm sick of the way things are going right now. I can't handle this anymore. What we're really saying is, God, I can't handle promotion. Did you know that? God, I'm not sure if I can handle promotion, Lord. I can't, I can't handle what's ahead of me. Because if the footmen wore you out, if that race wore you out, and I don't care how much that you admire horses, right? I don't care how much that you admire next, or you admire something that's bigger than you are. 
until you can master the foot race, how many of you know that you don't put yourself in the horse race? Here's the problem. We have too many people in life, too many people that, that, that are believers that want the promotion without the process. Right? I know we pick on this generation all the time. And it's not just this generation. My generation was the same way. And maybe yours was. That we have a spirit of enablement that we feel that we want all the benefits without going through all the work. Come on, amen? Can we get real? Someone look at your neighbor and say, wake up and say amen. Come on. We want, we want to be there. We want to be there, right? We want to be there without going through it to get there. We're going to get real today. Tell your neighbor, tuck your toes in. He's getting ready to step on him. Too many people want the promotion without the process. And the reason that they want the promotion is this. Is because sometimes we have a low self-esteem. And because of that, we feel that we need crowd esteem. And then if we get crowd esteem, then maybe we'll get promoted enough and high enough to where maybe they'll like us more. And because if they like us more, then maybe we'll just like ourselves. then. Tell someone you got it backwards. That's not how it works, right? You got to like yourself first. Then you'll be excellent at what you do. Because if you don't like yourself, then you won't be good at what you're going to do. You're going to be miserable all the time. You ever met someone that's just miserable all the time? Do not look to your left or your right. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's preaching to you today, honey. No. I mean, just look, I've been there before. There's been seasons in my life where I was miserable and I blamed everybody else. If it wasn't for them, then I wouldn't be miserable. If they didn't do this, then I would not be miserable, right? If I had this, then I wouldn't be miserable. No, what it was, I wasn't happy with myself. And I beat myself up. And I had low self-esteem. And so I was trying to jump ahead of myself and not learn what I needed to learn because I needed crowd esteem to try to make me feel better and like myself. The reality is, it's not how much you like me that makes me feel good. If I don't care how much you may like me. If I don't like myself, it doesn't matter how much you like me. I'm still going to be miserable. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. These are the two shall do's, right? If you get the two shalls right, you don't have to worry about the other ten shall nots. Because you won't, you'll be doing those things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as your. You will never love your neighbor properly unless you love yourself properly first. Amen? Look at your neighbor. Just look at him and say, I love me. <laughs> now look back and say, I love me too. Right? Here's the key. You always find greatness when you maximize smallness. Right. But if you're weary with smallness, how are you ever going to handle greatness? What are you ever going to do with greatness if you're always weary in smallness? Come on. 
You're asking for more, but yet you haven't mastered less. You, you want it all, but yet you can't handle what you got. You want God to do great things in your life. But yet you're still struggling with the things that he's already given you. You want God to take you out of what you're doing and bring you into something else that you want to do, but yet you're so miserable with what you have now and you haven't mastered what you have now. So because of that, God will not move you into the next. Amen? Trying to set this up on a teaching here. But God's trying to speak something to us moving into this next year. We have to better who we are and able to help other people better who they are through Christ. Amen. I believe in January through this perspective series that this is a time of healing for us. We've got to get our minds right. Amen. We've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to set our, our, our mind on things above, not on things of the earth. And that's going to take some inner healing in us right now. How many of you can use a little inner healing? Amen? I mean, you need it in your spirit. You need it in your walk with God. You need to quit walking. You're tired of walking around miserable all the time. You're tired of walking around making excuses of why you can't yet. When really it's you. It's me. No one's holding you back but you. Right? Can I tell you money's not even holding you back? It may look like money's holding you back. No, God just hasn't released the money to you yet until you get you right. Because he knows that if he gives you that money in the wrong mindset, you're going to do what you did in the wrong mindset with the new money. Come on, amen? Isn't that true? I know when I was growing up, if, if mom and dad, look, if I was 12 years old, mom and dad sent me to the mall with 20 bucks, you could guarantee I was coming back broke. Maybe with a pocket full of candy or something. I wasn't the kid that put the money and saved it up. I, I didn't do that growing up until I learned the value. Someone say value. The value of what money really was. When I learned the value of it, I took my time more. I was very choosy in what I purchased and what I did with that money. My wife, on the other hand, she was a hoarder. She took the money, and she would have a bank account. And her, she was the youngest, and her brother and sister would come to her. They'd be 16 and 18 years old trying to borrow money from her because she had all this bank in her, in her room. And here's what she would do. She would say, okay, I'm going to give you $20, but you owe me $25 in a week. <laughs> Smart. Interest. <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> but if you're faithful, someone say, if I'm faithful with a few things, the Bible says, then he will make you ruler over many. If you're faithful with a few things, then, someone say, then, I can be ruler over many. But the problem is, is you're not trying to be the ruler over the few yet. You want to be ruler over the many without mastering the few. So busy reaching out to your future that what we do is we neglect where we are right now. You're so busy trying to progress that you neglect where you are right now. Tell someone that's not how you progress. Amen? You master where you are right now. Master where you are. 
I don't care if it's not the greatest job. I don't care if it's the greatest position. I don't care if you think that this, this relationship isn't working. Look, master where you are and then see what happens. You be the best that you can be. I just took that from the army. Be all that you can be, right? Be the best that you can be. Master where you are. Because here's the reality of it. The fact is, if you're sloppy at it today, how many of you know that you're, you're going to be sloppy at it tomorrow, right? If you're a mess today at what you're doing and you're miserable at it today, then you're going to be miserable at it tomorrow. But if you can learn how to do great things in smaller places now, can I tell you that you will learn to do great things in larger places? And God sees that. And the real reason that you're not getting the promotion is this. You ready? You can't be mad at me. You guys don't have no tomatoes you're going to throw at me. I just want to be real with you because God spoke this to me. This is working in my own life. The reason that you're not getting the promotion now is because you're not getting the practice now. And it's no one's fault. The reason that you don't have the promotion is because you have not yet practiced enough. Because the fact is, if you don't see God in the rehearsal, how many of you know that you won't see God in the recital? If you don't see God when, when no one else is around, because see, the rehearsal is the part where it's painful. There's no one around, and, and the rehearsal is the part where you're in the struggle, and, and you mess up, and you got to do it again, and you got to do it again. But the rehearsal is an area where you're all by yourself, and there's no one around to clap for you. I guess the real question is this. Will you continue on and keep practicing what God has given you to practice without all the claps and all the praise? Are you okay to keep doing it when you're not getting the pat on the back? Are you going to continue doing what you're doing even though you might not get recognition from man right now? The problem is that so many of us compromise our rehearsal time. But yet we already went out, Brother Wade, and we bought the tuxedo for the recital. We're all dressed. And what that means is you look like something that you're not right now. You may look the part, but yet you're not ready for the part. Tell someone that's wrong focus. That's wrong focus. That's not how you look at it. That's not how it works. You have perceived something the wrong way. Could it be possible that you're stagnant in your walk with God right now because of our Christian ADD. I'm going to tell you what that is. I got a touch of ADD. Actually, I think my whole family has a touch of ADD. We got a great visitor with us from Florida, James, back there. Go, wait, wait, James Wright. Wait, he's from Lakeland, from my brother's church, and we're blessed to have him with us. He's in the military. He's up here for about a year, I think, off and on. We're honored to have you, but you know my brother. Can you honestly vouch? I'm the first one to say he has got ADD. Okay, he, he does. I mean, it's like off the chart. Awesome pastor, awesome speaker, minister. But he, he's crazy. I love him. He's a year and a half older than me. And um, he's the guy that when you walk in a room, he, he's going to make you laugh one way or the other. But like you try to keep his attention for more than five minutes. And, and you're a hero. Amen. But, but the thing is this, and I go through this as well in my life. And I think we all struggle with attention in some areas. I pray today that you don't during this message. If you hear me get loud in one part, that's because I see you drifting. Bird. 
right? I'm that guy in conversation. I'll see something out of the corner of my eye. But we, we compromise and we become stagnant because of this. And because you did not give the attention to it that it takes to win it, now you've compromised it. Look, it doesn't mean that you were not called to it, okay? Look at someone and say, you were called to it. But what it means is this, is that you've been starving your future of the attention that it needs for you to progress into what God wants you to be in. You've been starving it. You haven't been giving it the proper attention that it needs for the progress. And that's why you haven't seen any gains. Tell someone gains. I look at them and say gains. Right? You haven't seen, we've seen the wrong kind of gains sometimes, right? Why? Because we've been given attention to the wrong things. How many of you, your diet and your gym starts tomorrow? <laughs> Monday is National Gym Starting Day. It's National Chest Day. That's how we all start off, men. But we procrastinate, and, and because we, we procrastinate, and because we don't give it the proper attention, what we do is our attention now is in the wrong area. Right. And that wrong area is growing, and the right area is not. And we wonder why we're in such trouble, and why we're not where we want to be. Because we have given our attention to the wrong things. Amen? Can we be real with this? Is this all right? Are you learning something so far? You love me still? Amen. Jesus was committed. Tell someone commitment. This is, if any word I'm going to drive into your mind through this whole year, is the word commitment. 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 We see such a lack of commitment nowadays, not just in church, all over. Divorce rates higher than it's ever been. Jobs, people are leaving jobs left and right. It's because we don't like what happens that day and we don't put up with it enough. We're not strong enough anymore. We've become weak in so many areas of our life that it's so easy just to quit it and go, try to go to the next. Quit the relationship and just go right to the next. Swipe left. Is that, is that what you do? That wasn't around when I was growing up. It's called Tinder, I think, right? I hear all the single people now. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you are faithful with the few, then what? He will make you ruler, someone say, over the many. Jesus was committed. Can I tell you something that he did? He chose committed people. Everybody that we see that Jesus had chose, his disciples, they were working when he found them. He didn't go choose people that were laid off and looking for a job and waiting for the right job to come along so they're not going to get no job right now until the one that they want comes along. I'm getting them mad today. Y'all hating me today. It's okay. You'll love me next week. But what God did, what Jesus did, is he went out and he found people, he found men, and he interrupted the ones that were working. He interrupted them in the middle of their working. He looked at Peter and said, Peter, look. He said, you've been casting your nets catching fish, right? He said, but I'm going to get ready to teach you to do the same thing, but you're going to be a fisher of men. The results will be different. The effort will be a little bit different, but the process will be the same. You're still going to be casting your nets. Still going to be bringing in the drought. 
But instead of catching fish, you're going to be catching souls. Amen? Your future in some ways is still connected to your past. What do you mean? Everything that you're going to be is already inside of you, but it's in another form. Can I teach you this for one minute? Okay? It's already inside of you, but it's in a different form. You are, tell someone you're the acorn of the oak tree. You're the acorn of the oak tree. See, the acorn doesn't look anything like the oak tree right now. The acorn doesn't have leaves. The acorn doesn't have branches. The acorn has not sprouted roots yet into the ground. The acorn does not have bark on the outside of it. Tell someone it's just a seed. But everything that an oak tree is, this is cool, is in the acorn. Even though it hasn't all shaped out yet. You ever had someone tell you that? It's all going to shape out eventually. Just stick it out. The situation hasn't come together yet. Just stick it out. It'll all come together. It'll make sense. The puzzle doesn't look like it should right now. It doesn't look like the box yet. But if you keep at it eventually, amen, it will come together. It will make sense. It will shape out. Tell someone it's going to shape out, amen. So everything that the oak tree will ever be is already inside of the seed. Can I tell you that everything that you will ever be is already inside of you right now? Everything that God has designed you to be, the purpose that God has intended for your life, is already wrapped up inside of you right now, but yet it all hasn't shaped up yet. Look at someone and say development. It's a process, amen. See, you got to be around people that can see it in you, even though you don't look like it yet. You ever been around someone like that? Other people may look at you and just see your past and your problems and, and everything that they think you are because your mom and dad were that way. No, I need to be around people that could look at me and say, I see the tree inside of you. You're in seed form right now, but I can see that eventually that God is growing something inside of you because you are at it. You are practicing at it. And because of that, I see God developing you into something greater than you are now. There is greater wrapped up inside of each and every one of us in this room. It hasn't all shaped up together yet. It hasn't all come out yet. You may look like you're in seed form, but that's where it starts. It all starts in seed form. If someone handed you a cookie business right now, cookie, yeah, and then there's a big store with, with all kind of different cookies and, and, and this you know, business was already booming with it, and they just handed you the keys and said, this is yours, that would sound amazing. But do any of you know how to cook all those cookies? Do you know how to go in and, and get the registers ready and count all the money and, and get in there maybe at four in the morning and start prepping the dough and getting all the things? I'm not a baker. I don't know how it works. Getting it all prepared and, and having everything ready and the timing of it all ready, having enough staff to get it done the proper way, knowing how much to bake so you don't oversell and you're costed and through the roof. Nobody would know. It sounds great. But if you did not know how to do that, you would fail if it was handed to you too early. Oh, come on. But if someone said, you know what? I want you to shadow me for about two months right now because in two months, I'm going to give you the keys to this business. It's going to be yours, and I want to teach you how to do it. How many of you know that in two months, when time came, you would be way ahead of yourself, and you would know how to manage what it was that was given to you? The problem is, is we haven't managed good what God has given to us. We haven't watered it. 
We wonder why it hasn't grown. We wonder why it's wilting and it's dying. Couples, it's not your spouse that's the problem. Maybe you haven't watered that relationship. You've had the wrong kind of fire kindling. You've had the burning fire. And you wonder why that relationship isn't healthy. It's not because they're the problem. It's because you haven't put the effort in. I know how that is. When we're, when we're in the middle of arguments or we're, we're fighting or whatever it may be, but just the stupidest little, the enemy tries to come in in the smallest areas. Amen? I mean over the dumbest things. Dumbest things. And what we do is our pride gets in the way and we allow a wedge to come in. And that wedge, can I tell you, the point of it's small, but it ends up wide. And then there's a big gap. We wonder why we're not getting along. We wonder why we don't see eye to eye. We stop watering what God has given us. And when you stop watering it, it will not grow. I'm looking for people in my life that can see the tree inside of my seed. Okay? And what happens is this. In your life, focus is what brings the tree out of your seed. You want to see the tree in your seed? Tell someone, focus. Get it in focus. Let me show you a picture here real quick. This is, look, this is the process. Tell someone the process. Look what's coming out of the seed. Look at it. We see the different stages of it. It's not quite what it's going to be, but yet it's not what it used to be. It's not quite what it's going to be yet. But thank God it's not what it, it used to be. Until you can learn to clap for the seedling, can I tell you that you will never ever see the tree happen in your life. You'll never see it grow in your life. And until you can appreciate the process of what God has you going through, you'll never get to the promise. The process brings you to the promise. You're starving the seedling because you're constantly looking at the tree. Here's the fact of it. You're in love with tomorrow. So much to where you're neglecting today. Thank you. I thought that was a really good one. <laughs> We're in love with what tomorrow can bring us. So much to the point to where we neglect today. Is that the truth? We, we are looking so far into the future of what can be. We're so excited about what can be. And there's nothing wrong with being excited with what can be. Because here's the fact. I'm looking forward to Jesus coming back. But I'm not going to live like the devil until he returns. I'm not going to neglect uh, the, the uh, gathering of the brethren together. It says in the Bible, forsake not the assembly of the brethren. In other words, get in church. Be around people you can be accountable to. Stay in the word of God. Just because you got saved does not mean that it's done and over and you can act like you want and live like you want. I don't believe that way. I believe that's when the journey just began. Amen? So you have to take your eyes off the tree sometimes, your tomorrow, and begin to water what you got now. Here it is. Attention to today brings promotion to tomorrow. Okay? Be attentive of today. You can tweet that. Attention to today brings promotion 
to tomorrow. Luke, where you at? Come on out here for a minute. Let me tell you something. Someone say, despise not the days of small beginnings. Right? Let me tell you something. Play, play small beginnings for me. This is small beginnings. Keep playing that. This is scales. How many of you play any instrument at all? You know that when you start playing an instrument, you have to learn scales. Right? You go through the process. Play it one more time. You know what it says. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. I can't do it backwards. So I'm, I won't even attempt it. I almost got lost in the first part of that. <laughs> That's small beginnings. Now play next level. Let's play like maybe months up the road, year up the road. Isn't that beautiful? Just keep playing that for a minute. Makes me think of the movie Up. See, he started off with small beginnings, but because he's been working at it, now he's at next level. Why? Because he put the time in. He didn't neglect the rehearsal when no one was around. And because of that, he went from small beginnings to masterpiece. And see, here's the thing. Because of him not quitting, someone say, don't quit. Because he did not quit, he was able to do what he just did. Luke went from small beginnings, someone say small beginnings, to next level, someone say next level. Someone say to masterpiece. Why? Because he did not quit when it got hard. He didn't quit when no one was around to pat him on the back and, and no one was around to encourage him and say, keep going, come on, you got this. He practiced by himself. He practiced when no one was around. But why did he practice? Because he's passionate about what he does. Let's give him a hand. Thank you so much. Praise team. Come on up. Praise team. He didn't quit when he got weary. The Bible says, do not be weary in well doing for in due season. You shall reap if you faint not. Do not be weary. Don't give up when it gets hard. Don't quit just because of the resistance, because the resistance is what builds strength. See, I know I play piano too. I play keys. Not like that. I'm just at next level. I'm not a maestro like Luke. Why? Because I haven't put all the time and effort in that he has. That piano only gives back to me what I give to it. It can't give me something that I don't give to it. What do you mean? If I don't give my time and my effort and my heart and my mind and my passion to that piano, it won't give me all of that stuff either. Can I tell you, men and women in relationships, don't expect your spouse to be giving you things that you're not giving them. Take it how you want. On your job, don't expect your job to be giving you promotion if you are not giving it what it desires. Christians, believers, don't expect God to bring you to the next level and open up doors of opportunity and expand your territory if you are not doing the same thing with God. How many of you know for Him to expand your territory, you got to expand your territory? 
What do you mean? God, I give you more of me. God, I give you more time. I give you more of my heart. I give you more of my mind, Lord. And because of me doing that, God will honor that. And God will open up more for you. Do unto others as you would have them. Doesn't it make sense when all these verses start coming together? And then you begin to understand what it is that God's trying to tell us. He got that good because he pushed through the pain, pushed through the suffering. He pushed through the struggle. I'm sure there were times he wanted to quit. There's times I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. I've been through seasons in my life where I quit pastoring every single week. I'm done. I told my wife, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to do this. Go do something else. Why? Because sometimes it gets It gets heavy. Sometimes we get weary. Sometimes we feel like we're out of breath. Sometimes we feel like we're drowning. We feel overwhelmed. Sometimes we feel like all hell has come against just us. Sometimes we feel like it's never going to get better. It's always going to be this way. Because this is how it was with my parents and my grandparents. This is just who I am. Sometimes we feel like it's going to split into divorce and we feel like it's going to be pulled apart. Sometimes we feel the pull so hard from the addiction. But be not weary and well-doing. See, the, the thing is, you're weary because you're doing the wrong thing. That's how you get weary. Do you know that? You don't get weary in the well-doing always. Because once you realize that it's well-doing, amen, it changes your perspective of what you're doing. What you're doing for God is good. What God has called you to is right. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be heavy sometimes. You're going to feel like quitting. You're going to feel like giving up. You're going to feel like throwing the towel in. You're going to feel like everyone around you is offending you. But it's not about them. It's about you and God. Never let this relationship be affected by this relationship. Never let what another person does to you make you stop serving. Don't ever let what a pastor or a preacher or an evangelist or a mentor ever does to deter your relationship with God. You are wrong for that. I am wrong for ever doing that. You don't know how many people I've came across that said, I say, you know, you go to church. Oh, I used to go to church, but that pastor, ah. He said something to me, or he did something, or he fell. He made a mistake. And because of that, I don't even want to have nothing to do with God. Well, you came to God for the wrong reason then. Don't come to God because of somebody else. Come on. You come to God because you love God. Don't ever come to this church because you like me or my wife or this worship team. Don't ever come because you like some. These are all benefits, amen? It's a benefit. You should be passionate and committed enough to come into God's house, to come into his presence, to be able to get into the word of God and not care what happens. Look, there will always be gossip in the church. I've been in it my whole life. I can tell you right now, it has never changed. Never, ever. I don't care how many policies you put into place. I don't care how many times you talk about it. I don't care how much you reiterate it. You will always have people. Why? Because it's constantly a place for the sick to come in. It's constantly a place where people, this is a place of healing. We're, we're not called, look, we're not just 
in here now we're perfect. This is a process. Daily coming in to his presence. Weekly coming in, gathering together, bettering who we are. But if you can't recognize the problem, you will never go through the process and then you'll never receive the promise. Never receive the promotion. You never get there. Stop blaming other people this year. Stop being mad at everybody else this year. Stop being mad at God. God did not do that. You live in a world full of sin. And the Lord loves you enough that he sent his son to this earth to die for you, to be beat, to be bruised, to be crucified, to shed his blood because he loved you that much. That's how much he loves you. He loves you so much that he's coming back for you one day. He loves you so much that when you come to him with, with repentance, that he will look past your sin and no longer see it, but see a new you. He loves you so much that when you go to him with brokenness, that he can heal you. He loves you so much that even when you're going through a hard time and a relationship, that he will step in as the mediator and he can bring healing and mend to that broken relationship. Amen? It's the God that we serve. But despise not the days of small beginnings. Despise not the days of small beginnings. John 1, 3 through 2 says this. It does not yet appear what we shall be. It might not appear like it yet. Look at someone to say, I might not be there yet. Amen? But if I keep working where God has me right now, one day I shall be what he wants me to be. One day, one day I'll be there. It's going to take me some time. It's going to take me some effort. I'm going to have to work at it longer. I might have to pray a little harder than other people pray. I might have to work at it a little harder. Maybe you have, uh, you know, a learning deficiency in some area. That's all right. Tell someone it's okay. It's okay. We all have handicaps. We all have deficiencies. We all have areas that we struggle in. But great is your reward from what you're going to do. I promise you, if you stick it out and you keep doing someone's got to hear this today that's in this place. I feel like the Lord gave me this message because there's people in this room that you are on the verge of quitting. You are on the verge of giving up. Can I be straight and frank forward with you? I feel like there's someone in this room today that you are on the verge of suicide. You were done. You don't want to live anymore. And you know who you are. It's okay. You don't got to come up. I'm not calling you out like that. I'll give you an opportunity in a moment to. But God sent you here today, not by coincidence, but by divine appointment. Someone say appointment. What's, what do you mean appointment? It was made a long time ago. God appointed this time because he knew what you were going through. He knew that you needed to hear this today. And he brought you here to let you know not to give up. Do not be weary in well-doing. Why? This is your due season right now. You needed to hear that. This is due season. I know you might have heard it before and might not have believed it because it didn't come to pass. But this time, look at someone and say it's different. This time's different. I'm going to reap now. See, here's the thing. You can't reap a harvest. Harvest doesn't mean now it's just time to benefit and eat. Right? Harvest is work time. Oh, the harvest is here. You might as well get ready to work. Then go put your work boots on. Right? Put your dirty jeans on and get ready to go out and do the work. Because you cannot benefit off the harvest until you reap the harvest oh we used to grow up thinking oh the harvest is here it's time to just have a party and no that's time to work now time to work gather it up 
I'm going to go out and get what God has for me. How many of you feel determined to go out and get what God has for you this year? I'm going to get it. Look at someone and say, I'm going to get it. Just high five them. Come on, I'm getting it this year. I'm getting it. I might not have had it last year. I tried to tell someone I learned ways not to do it. I didn't, I didn't fail. I learned ways not to do it. That's okay. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. So just brush yourself. I'm getting up today. I'm ready. I'm going out. I'm determined to face my Monday. I'm determined that when I go on the job tomorrow, I'm not going to be miserable. I'm not going to go in and and just be mad at everybody or or angry because I don't have what I think I should have yet. I'm going to master what God has given me. You might be retired in here and say, I don't go to work. I don't do that anymore. I did that for a long time. Can I tell you, you still have an amazing purpose in your life. We need your wisdom. God has put so much in you, and everything that you've been through needs to come out to help somebody else. In other words, you went through the rehearsal. You had the recital. But now you're becoming a composer, and you're about to orchestrate something big. God has some orchestrators in this room today. And you went through it for a reason. Stand to your feet in this room. Just dim those lights for me, if you will. I know that there are people in this room today that you've been running past where you are trying to get to where you want to be. And you've lost sight of things that you needed to pick up and things that you needed to learn in the next level. Because next level requires different You can't go into next level doing the same thing that you did in the first level. There's things you got to change up. And playing the keyboard. I I started off on the piano, one finger, and I'm doing this. They call it pecking, right? Eventually, I learned to play with two fingers and then three fingers and then all my fingers. Then I learned how to play left hand and right hand, the same thing. Then I learned that I could do left hand and right hand and completely different things playing the chords and the bass chords with my left hand, but yet playing the rhythm with my right hand and putting chords together the proper way to make harmony. Someone say harmony. See, that's what what it is. What do you mean? What's harmony? Let me show you. Just keep seeing that. You know my name. You know my name. Keep singing with it. You know my name. Sing a little louder. You know my name. Just lift your voice. You know my name. Sing it again. You know my name. You know my name. Harmony. What's harmony? Harmony is different things coming together to make something beautiful. And God is, he has you in one area of your life right now and you don't understand it. But yet before you were here, you were somewhere else doing something else. And eventually, someone say eventually, soon, because I learned one thing and I learned the other thing and I went through and and learned the different chords and and I learned the progression of it all. Because of that, there is coming a time very soon that it's all going to come together and make something beautiful. Your due season is here. 
your due season. I, I just feel impressed right now through the power of God to tell someone in this room that if you've been waiting on due season and you want it right now, you've been waiting on it to happen, step out of your seat and come to this altar right now. I feel like someone's about to receive it. You're about to walk into due season. You've been going through it so long and you've been going through this process and, and you're ready for it to change. Now is your due season. I am your own. Come on. Someone in this room, you feel like giving up. You felt like throwing the towel in. You felt like it's just been a constant struggle and things have been stagnant. I'm here to tell you that everything that you've been through is about to be used. And it's going to make sense. You might not have been able to see it before. But here's the thing. God's about to elevate you. Amen. God's about to bring you to the next level. See, God orders steps. God orders steps. And he's about to order someone's steps in this room to the next level. Oh, how you walk with me. Just sing this song. Come on. Altar is open right now. And oh, how you talk with me. Oh, how you tell me. And oh, how you tell me. I am your own. That I am your own. Sing, you know my name. Come on. And you know my you name. You know my name. You know yes, my you do, name. Lord. You, you know my name. Oh, he knows where you are. You know my name. Oh, Lord. Oh, he knows right where you're at. You know my name. Oh, how you walk with me. Someone needs to hear this. He's with you right now. And oh, how you walk with me. You're not alone today. Even in the rehearsal, he's been there. Oh, how you talk with me. Oh, how you tell me. And oh, how you tell me. That I am your own. Sing it again. Oh, how you walk with me. Oh, how you walk with me. And oh, how you talk with me. Oh, oh how you tell me that I am your own. Let's do the bridge. Hallelujah. Come on, just sing this with us right now. So no fire can burn me, no battle this right can now. turn me, no, no mountain can stop me, cause you hold my hand, and I'm, I'm walking in your victory, cause your power is within me, no giant Come on, nothing can, defeat can defeat me, cause you hold my hand. And no fire can burn me, no battle can turn me, no mountain can stop me, cause you hold my hand. Now I'm walking in your victory, cause your power is within me, no giant can defeat me, cause you hold my hand. And no fire can burn me, no battle can turn me, no mountain can stop me, cause you hold my hand. 
Now I'm walking in your victory because your power is within me. No giant can defeat me because you hold my You know my name. He knows your name today, amen. He recognizes and he sees the oak tree inside of the seed right now. What do you mean the seed? God's word has been planted in your life. One word is all it takes. One word is one seed. And one seed can produce a whole forest. Your seed is growing. For some of you, you have broke out of that shell right now. God is about to do something new in your life. You have been waiting on for a long time. But God has been waiting on you to make the step and to proclaim it and to see it in a different way. Stop looking at that thing as a problem. Look at it as an opportunity. God has set you up for a reason. God has held you back for a reason. But he's about to release you into something new right now. If I can get our prayer team, just come down here. Just begin to pray with some people in this room. And you know my name. Sing the song to him right now. He knows your name. You know my name. Yes, he does. You know my name. He was with you all the time. You know my name. Oh, how you walk with me. And oh, how you walk with me. And oh, how you talk with me. And oh, how you tell me that I am your own. I feel breakthrough in this room right now. Oh, how you walk with me. You got people that can pray with you, but can I tell you, no matter how hard they pray, it's going to take you to proclaim things. It's going to take your voice that is in you to come out and say, God, change me. God, move me. God, do a new work inside of me. Let it be how it used to be and better, Lord God. Let it start in me, Lord. I've been weary for too long. I've been tired for too long. I've been miserable for too long. I've been angry for too long. I've been broke for too long. I've been discouraged for too long, but today I'm coming out. But today I'm changing my mindset. I might have to fight through it a little bit, but I'm coming out of it in Jesus' name. It might be a process, but but God, I know I'm not where I want to be yet, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Thank God I'm not where I used to be, Lord. You are taking me into new things. Yes, Lord, we move into new things today, Lord God. We receive it today, Lord God. Help us see ourselves as you see us, Lord. Different. Changed. Mighty. Strong. Forgiven. Covered. Delivered. Set free. Whole. Mended. The right mindset, the right perspective today in Jesus' name. I receive it. I apply it into my life. That is who I am, not who the world says I am. I am who he says I am. Someone just needs to profess and proclaim what you want to be, what God wants you to be, who God wants you to be. I am delivered. I am free. Come on. I am who he says I am. I am the head and not the tail. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Yes, Lord. Sing it soft. You know my name. You know my name. Go ahead and love you to sing that. Yes, Lord. You know my name. See, we're going to sing this for just a minute because I feel like there's people that you have felt alone. You know my name. And that's what this song is talking about. He knows you. He has never forgotten you. you. He created you. He knows the number of hairs that you have on or off your head today. He knows. He knows what you're going through right now. I want to put it this way. He is fully aware of the situation. He is fully aware of the situation. And God has the answer prepared. God has the blessings already in place. The word talks about the things that he has already prepared for you. The blessings that have already been put in place. But the way that you're going to discover those things is through the rehearsal, through the practice, not giving up, but continuing where God has you and mastering the foot race. He's with you. Your God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. I'm making it through this thing. And oh, how you talk with me. And oh, how you tell me. That I am your own. Sing that one more time. I know how you walk with me. It's coming together. I know how you talk with me. I know how you tell me. And I am your own. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I feel in this room? I feel reassurance today. I feel confirmation in this room today. I, what, I, what I feel is I feel one chapter closing. And I feel the starting of a new page for someone in this room. I feel like for someone in this room today, you got a second wind. You got a second wind. See, in, in the Bible, there's a story of a prophet named Elisha. The Bible says that after this massive, amazing miracle had taken place, that he was so excited that he ran so fast that he outran the chariots and the horses. See, you might not be ready for the horse race yet, but how many of you know that that process is going to take you there. Amen? Look at someone and say, don't give up. Come on, high five them. Say, don't give up. Say, you don't have to because God is with you and I'm with you. And I see the tree inside of you. I see the potential inside of you. I see who God is going. Look, I'm coming into agreement with that today in Jesus' name. How many of you are believing God for something big? Amen? I'm agreeing with you today. It's coming. I'm agreeing with it today. It's coming today. I agree and I believe that it's coming to pass. But don't look so far at the tree in the future that you neglect your today. What do you mean? 
Don't get so consumed by tomorrow's work that you neglect your family today. Go home and have family time. Love on each other. Look past the argument. Be honest with you, we got into an argument on the way to church. My wife had to put up with me. And you know what we did? We came to the realization that it was just the enemy trying to affect what God is about to produce. That's all the devil can do. He's the, he's the author of all confusion, the father of all lies. He cannot touch you. That's why the word of God says he prowls around. He prowls around like a lion. See, he wants to be like the lion of the tribe of Judah, but he's not. Tell someone he's not. He's not. He prowls around like a lion. But all he can do is he can roar and make a noise and try to scare you and put fear in you. But it's false imaginations. The word of God says cast down imaginations. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Forget what the devil's trying to do to you. He can't stop you. Don't give ear to it. When you hear it, when you hear negativity, when your own mind starts to tell you it ain't going to happen or you failed or it's not going to or you don't see it go, just rebuke that in Jesus name. Someone just practice this with me. Say, I rebuke you in Jesus name. Come on, say, get that behind me, Satan. Amen. When you get that temptation to eat a cookie in this fast. Oh, hallelujah. I rebuke you, cookie, in Jesus name. Get thee behind me, Mrs. Fields, in Jesus name. Get thee behind me, Ben and Jerry's. I don't mean behind me. Get way behind me. Because if you fail, it's going to be behind you in the wrong way. Amen? Get thee behind me, Papa John. Colonel Sanders. Little Debbie. I believe that they gang up, don't you? And they come up with these schemes and devices to try to get us. But someone say, in Jesus' name, I'm an overcomer. Amen? In Jesus' name, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to fail. I'm going to stick to it this year because I'm going to see it this year. In Jesus' name.